0: Happy Hanukkah, my dogs, and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast here to talk about full court miracle. And now here's a guy who would love to play basketball with Lamont Carr. It is Felipe. Um I had another intro, but I spaced, and then as soon as I said it, I forgot I remember what my intro was gonna be, but I'm not alone. First things first, let me introduce the person who brought this movie into my sphere and I have so many things to give her she I assume she also hates wind sprints but it is Sarah Sarah how are you doing
1: I'm doing amazing it's the second night of Hanukkah I talked to Felipe like I think literally a year ago and I was like hey put it on your calendar we're watching full court miracle next year and we're podcasting about it because it's a travesty that you haven't seen this movie it's a perfect film it
0: was a travesty
1: and I just want to warn all the listeners that Jay woke up today and chose violence. That's all I'm Yes. Say.
0: So we are not alone. We have our very own Hanukkah present tonight. Uh, Jay is here to discuss this movie as well. Jay, happy Hanukkah and welcome back to the podcast.
2: Thank you. It is almost my birthday in both the secular year and the Jewish calendar because I was actually born on the sixth night of Hanukkah and as of recording tonight it is the second day and Uh, I actually have two connections to this movie. Well to basketball. Uh,
0: Well I wanted to ask first uh is today more important as a day of Hanukkah or as a day as Kirsten McKinnon's appreciation month?
2: Well, Kirsten is truly the light that keeps on shining in our lives day after day beyond Kirsten Appreciation Month. And Hanukkah happens every year and has since, I want to remind you, 165 BCE. Um, So we have to celebrate Kirsten because we are lucky enough to share the earth at the same time as her.
0: Yes. uh, Well said. And happy Hanukkah to Kirsten if if she's listening. Uh, First things first, Sarah. What is your experience with this movie? Why have you been telling me you need to watch this for a year and talk about it on the Brazilian Dragon? Which, by the way, you are correct. This movie was a transcendent experience <laughs> for like me. It's like the
1: sweetest. It's like the sweetest thing.
0: Um... I literally like. Okay, sorry. <laughs> How many times like, did you cry? Uh, I did not cry, but I was literally buzzing to the fact that the Lamont and Alex were in my dream last night. Like I like that movie was living rent free into my dream thoughts and then i was just like so excited to talk about it like that was like besides high school musical and camp rock and like the musical ones this is probably like the best decom i have watched
1: wow Um, better than
0: halloween town and i'm sorry katherine evans but better than
1: halloween town better
0: than halloween town yeah no i think it's it's the best decom i have covered on the brazilian dragon podcast you've covered a lot of them besides i'd say let it shine and camp rock are the Uh, two that is
1: not does not hold up
0: no, Let It Shine does. You're thinking of no. The Color of Friendship.
1: Oh, I'm thinking of The Color of Friendship. I
0: haven't done that one, yeah. No, Let It Shine.
1: That one. The Lemonade
0: Mouth up. is also up there, but I don't know. <gasps> one...
1: Lemonade Mouth. Oh, that's like a meme as a movie. I wrote a sequel <laughs> for it.
0: Oh, my God. I, I need find to read it one day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, sorry. You have the floor. What, <laughs> what was, was your like, experience I with watched this movie? this movie
1: live. I experienced it in the real time. Like, as a 12-year-old, this was on my screen. And I said, Whoa, a movie about Hanukkah, but also, for some reason, basketball? <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. this is <laughs> Who chose this sport? One that Jews are notoriously not good at. But apparently, <laughs> Jews have a history with basketball. Um, a fun fact, the only movies I can watch with my dad are sports-related movies. So this is one movie that he would sit down and watch with me and my sister. Um, and he did not like it. Was, oh. He's, was Am I your dad? Are you my dad?
2: No, just kidding. I love this movie.
0: <laughs> Dr. J, what is your experience with Full Court Miracle?
2: So, um, sorry to my mom and dad. I want to say this first. Uh, mom, dad, if you're listening, as a child, I would sneak downstairs and turn on Disney Channel late at night. And I'm talking like 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. <laughs> I was
0: going to be like 11 no.
2: p.m. and be up until like 3 a.m. Uh, watching. Like that, or like, you know, anything else that was on a lot of like also scary show with Michelle Trachtenberg that I can't remember the name of, but 100% existed.
1: Are you afraid uh, of the dark?
2: No, it wasn't Are You Afraid of the Dark. I will look it up later and I'll let you know. Uh, but um, when I saw this movie, I was floored because it was not a Rugrats movie and it was about Hanukkah. <laughs> and perhaps it was just as Jewish, if not, I more. will say i will say
1: more jewish yeah. it takes place in a jewish day school with jewish themes not one time is christian and my christmas mentioned in this entire movie nothing christian well no there was
0: uh Lamont talked about his relationship with god at the dinner scene that's with, like, not somebody, his mom, christian but like that wasn't yeah okay that's not christian but it was not jewish it was discussion of it a non-jewish faith
1: Christians don't own God, alright? Nope. They were like if anything, God
2: owned us when he created humanity. Owned
1: were <laughs> life on this oh. hellish earth.
2: Um and my mom worked at a Ju- Jewish day school when I was a kid. And um, like every Jewish day school, their basketball team was <laughs> the Lions, and they were awful. Um, so it really resonated and hit home. Unfortunately, in my memory, I have conflated this movie with luck of the irish oh and somehow another disney in a story, channel basketball
0: movie like, like disney channel not love only basketball. this
2: basketball coach but also a leprechaun into the story of Miracle.
1: <laughs> um, and
2: i thought that they were the same movie for a long time and it turns out they're not and every time i find that out it surprises me
1: it's confusing because alex is very short and he could pass for a leprechaun
2: and he kind of looks like whoever that other white kid is. He does is.
0: not look like Ryan Merriman. Doesn't
2: look like him at all. I don't remember what he looks like because I thought it was the same movie until Luck of the Irish popped up at the end of end of miracle <laughs> <laughs> when I watched it today. And I was like, oh, that's a different movie.
0: Yeah. Disney Channel does love basketball movies between this. There was even like a they didn't say get your head in the game, but they said something getcha something. I was like, oh, get your head in the game? And then I was and like, wait, no, this pre- came way wait, earlier. Way, yeah, no, 2003. Not that little
2: my boy.
1: Grew up earlier. Earlier. I thought it was 1999
0: yeah. when I first watched it. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is 2003. Come on, yeah. Max Keeble.
1: Max Keeble's big move.
0: Yeah, no, I. Similar
1: similar character. Alex
0: D. Linz was like one of my favorite childhood actors. Um, and like he was in Max Keeble's big movie. He was in Home Alone 3. He was in oh something God. else. But I was like, come on, Max Keeble. Um, yeah, so uh just an FYI i'm assuming most people know this but i am not jewish so you oh. might have to explain some of the the references that might have gone over my head i'm not like super religious of any denomination i'm agnostic but like catholic i guess uh raised but um so yeah so i didn't even i i assumed the lions were like it was a reference to like something in judaism but if y'all want to explain the team name and how every single Jewish sports team in fiction is called the Lions.
2: Yeah. Um, first of all, um, I believe that the Michelle Trachtenberg show was called Truth or Scare.
0: <laughs> Very important.
2: Um, I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it. It was on Discovery Kids. Um, I would flip between commercials. Um, yeah. But uh sarah you are you are jewish and have been uh, jewish longer than i have simply because i'm younger than you
1: please explain the line <laughs> wow coming for me just because i'm turning 30 Pushing, how rude just kidding they uh,
0: threw hands they did chose violence this morning they were like please. i am so upset. i'm not on this podcast I'm like, okay sarah would you want to add jay and sarah was like oh my god i love jay i would love to podcast with them and then Jay throw through violets. <laughs> uh,
1: the good one. Um, the li- I mean, lions come up a lot in the Torah. The most notable one is like Daniel being thrown to the lions and like God like performing a miracle so he wasn't, um, put in. The lion symbol is on a lot of like old, old, old Judaica. Um, line of God and line of Judah comes up a lot. Uh, so I think that, different yeah. Judah than
2: Judah Maccabee, we should say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of Judas in history. Um, I think Jews just have a boner for lions. That's as simple as that. Did you just
0: say Jews have a boner for lions?
1: I said what I said, yeah. But was that what you said? That's what I said.
0: Yeah. um, So should we get into the recap for those who were... Actually, first, pause. If you have not seen this movie, I highly encourage you to go watch this movie. Because like I said, it was transcendent for me. It was... (laughs)
1: Don't don't oversell it. Fully. Okay, it's a standard I, I with, Disney Channel original movie no, from the early
2: sure. 2000s. Okay, so, can I try? Yes. Let me try. If you liked Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side, <laughs> but you prefer to watch children's movies, you will love full court miracle
1: if you watched high school musical and thought hmm too much singing i think you would also like full court Miracle. Yeah.
2: there were
0: flaws in the movie i won't say that there weren't but
2: if you like uh, a female best friend who makes an appearance and then only
1: appears to have to forgive the male main character very upsetting i have a whole rant about, about it
0: spanish yeah
1: like i thought it would come up
0: as part of like, was the this an
1: all boys school? I yeah, it's it was an all boys school. She, yeah. I don't know how they're friends. Is she I don't
0: Jewish? Think she's Jewish. No. I, That's, I, I so. was like, is she Jewish and Latina? Because she might be like in the or neighborhood, is, or hero. they live in the
1: same building and play basketball together. That, like, I was friends with all my neighbors.
0: Do
2: you think um, that in two thousand three they were
1: acknowledging Jews of color <laughs> <laughs> on Disney Channel? <laughs> no. Disney Channel they, they acknowledge Jews of white, white white color. I mean, why would they acknowledge Jews of other colors?
0: Yeah, Jay, you gotta you gotta ask for small things. Just like you can't ask for like Latinos of color. You have to ask for the white ones right now. Like Oh,
1: just white Latinos. Yeah. Latinos of color.
0: Yeah, like those are the only Tell ones that, that are to
1: getting... Encanto, Okay, Okay,
0: Encanto slapped. Okay. Like there was there was Afro Latino people in there, and I was like, yes. And I can't wait to talk <laughs> about it with Grace and Ariel. Small small plug. Um But yeah, so uh anyways, in terms of the plot, let's just give a recap. So we start off Alex Schlotzky. He goes to a Philadelphia Hebrew school um, and we get some world building here. We learn about his school. Uh, Mrs. Klein spins the basketball, but she's also like, doesn't like basketball, but she secretly loves basketball. Um, and then he, in history class, they learn about Judah Maccabee, uh, who was around in 165 BC. So we learned that number early on. Um, and we also see that the Lions get demolished by the Warriors in basketball, and the Warriors are like, "You're going down in the championship." And the uh, the thing that stood out to me was I a think lot it's of- attorney tourney sorry
2: Because they say tourney about 50 times in this <laughs> yes.
1: and i don't know the difference yes. i don't know the difference well, I also think the tournament is like basketball a, is not a winter sport right it like, is a winter the, sport the finals aren't in the winter are they they're like in october no the finals
2: are more so in the spring
0: well like so high school basketball is usually a winter sport like oh, it, goes, it? it like goes through right march. but
2: like you end the season in like february
0: yeah you, it's like december to march
1: so you uh, shouldn't be anyways. having a tourney
0: Like college basketball, the the bracket. It's like a showcase. Yeah. So
1: this is what I will say because this is a private school, and my husband also uh, went to went to a Jewish private school. They talked
0: about PSATs. I'm like, yo, I took those.
1: (laughs) So the private schools, so like a Jewish school, couldn't do a basketball game or like wouldn't do a basketball game on Saturday because it's Shabbat. And so my husband's school like, could only play, like, other private schools who so had weird schedules. And so they were very boxed in on their division with other, like, with kids, kids um, in private school. So everybody was kind of on the same level, which was good. Meanwhile, in, like, the public schools, it's, like, you know, very competitive sport-wise unless you go to my school where it's, like, a, like a magnet charter math science school. And our teams yeah. also suck.
0: Yeah, no, the, the most relatable thing to me in this movie was taking the PSATs and the private school experience because I don't think I've ever brought this up on 80, 80 plus episodes of the Brazilian Dragon. But yeah, I went to a New England boarding school and so I took the PSATs and practiced PSATs. You went
1: to a boarding school?
0: Yeah, I was a day school student though.
1: Oh, yeah. they have day students?
0: I, it was like 85% of the school was boarding and then like the rest were like commuters.
1: Was that difficult? Yeah. Like, was that ostracizing?
0: It was interesting. We can have a whole offline conversation yeah. about it. But like, I'm interested. It, was, it was like, because I spent most of my time at school. So then I would just literally like mm-hmm. go home and sleep and do homework. Um, mm, but like, yeah. like, sometimes I would leave school at like 8, 9pm, sometimes later, and then be back there. We'll have this conversation offline, but I'm sure it's interesting to the listeners. Um, but yeah, so the PSATs, I was like, oh my god, I got that reference. <laughs>
1: the reference uh-huh. everyone had to say do they not
2: do psats anymore it's not required in every school um and so i went to a art middle school and then i went to like a arts public school for middle school come on theater then, kid no i went for creative writing because i didn't have a personality when i was younger um i actually had to buy please it. you're and queer of
0: course you have a personality
1: your personality I'm, was books i mean that's a personality that is true
2: Um, And then I went to a nerd school for high school where I took the PSAT in in my freshman year. And we had to take a minimum of four APs before we graduated high school in order to stay enrolled. Most people took like 12. Um, I only took eight, so I was a dumb kid. Um, And yeah, so we were told that ours were paid for because we went to a magnet school. But otherwise, usually you have to be accepted into like Duke TIP or some other program or at least that's how it was back in my day
1: speaking about the ap i only took like three ap classes because i i was like fine smart but like i wasn't interested in taking APs um or challenging myself uh my friend was in like the calc ap class with me and didn't want to take the test because he's like i know i'm gonna fail this test i don't want to pay 90 dollars to fail a test and he like the guidance counselor like called him in and kept being like you have to you have to sign up for the test like we get paid for all the students that take the ap test he's like okay if it's so important to you like get me the test for free and i'll take the test and so they got they like waived his fee so that he could take this test so that they could get money for it and i was like how much money are they getting where they're covering your your fee I was Like, what's the fee for the schools why do i have to pay to take a test like in what world am i paying to fail a test
2: yeah if i had to pay to take ap econ um i just simply wouldn't um, because we had to take AP Econ to take AP Gov, and I wanted to take AP Gov because it's like you can answer the three branches of government for every question and get a five, which is what <laughs> I did. Um, I fell asleep during the AP Econ test because I simply did not understand it, and I still somehow got a three.
1: We a three? love that. I got a two on my AP cal test, and I was proud of that, even though it's maybe a I got break. a two.
2: I don't, I don't remember i didn't tell my mom that's what i know. three is
1: a pass so if you gotta if you didn't tell I, your mom you probably got it too. it it's been a
2: couple years ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no so
0: with the aps like i tested out of having to do a language requirement uh with my AP right. spanish test in college and then yet i still took like four language classes i took three portuguese classes and then a spanish class that i took as a writing credit uh, like, in college or in high yeah, school yeah in college oh um, man so. was
1: that for, for your degree for like liberal arts
0: well, for the, the Portuguese classes work because we needed uh, like uh, arts and humanities mm. like minor technically. Well, it's not minor; it's oh, some uh, concentration.
1: Yeah, uh, I had but, to take two years of language in college yeah. for mine.
0: And I was like, okay, let me just. I, I picked Portuguese because a like I speak it, and then b also like I wanted to like better my writing skills in Portuguese.
1: Yeah, it's a Hebrew. <laughs> yeah,
0: That's fair. Listen, so if I get a job in Brazil, it'll be I'm worth sure. it. Hey. Listen, they came here for nonsense and tangents. Because I
2: was told that people who spoke Hebrew or could read Hebrew did really poorly at my university's Hebrew classes. Um, and I was told that by an Israeli, so I didn't take Hebrew. I had to take one class if I took Spanish. So I took one class and that was it. And then I went to Mexico for Well didn't take were- one
1: class. That's a joke. Yeah,
2: because I had I had credits.
1: Otherwise, mm, yes. Jay, so do uh,
0: you feel represented by both Alex and Julie in this movie
1: <laughs> as a Spanish yeah. speaker?
0: <laughs> not kidding,
1: rude. I took three years of Spanish, I feel yes. represented also yeah. by, by by Cassie Steele. Is that her? Is that the character, the actress's name? Shout uh, out to Mandy from Degrassi.
0: Oh, wow, that is Cassie Steele. <laughs> I did not recognize her. Uh,
1: does Vinny want to join the podcast or is that Tony? He
2: also wants to let you know that he feels represented.
1: Yes.
0: Were there any cats in
2: this movie? There were not, but he felt represented.
0: <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all, please. This is another Filipina passing as a Latina in Disney Channel. Like, first her, Surprise. then Vanessa it's Hudgens.
2: <laughs> like, and there are Latina yes. people in the Philippines, but like...
1: It wasn't his fault that Bob, whatever
2: his last name is, that starts with a
1: C, really sucks. I will say... She didn't claim to be Latina. She, Great, just, she just said spoke a phrase Spanish. in Spanish that anyone yeah, could say. That's so, fair. Okay. So, to, and to, to be fair, this the is the same girl. Disney
2: that got the words in the wrong order and the wrong spelling when I it bet that's a yes. real sign, eyes. Jay.
1: I bet that's a real sign in Philly.
2: Oh, I'm sure it is, but like, well, I don't think the way they had, had an extra good and it was yeah. not good.
0: Jay texted first a group chat with me and Sarah Ferguson. <laughs> Um, and then corrected themselves. We needed
2: themselves. to know,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, about the, the misspelling in Hebrew about fresh eggs.
2: It fresh should eggs. in Hebrew it should be eggs fresh because you put the noun first, and it and it was a vertical sign that said the word for fresh and then the word for eggs, and then under the word for eggs it said eggs.
0: <laughs> fresh eggs. Yeah, eggs. which is the only
2: eggs. reason that I knew that it was a final mem and not a samech. Yeah, it did
1: not, it did not Same. Like That's exactly one. how I knew. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to the actual plot yeah, line so of we, this of so this movie. We
0: go to Alex's home, we meet his mom, she works in a hospital, and his dad, we find out later that he uh is a landlord.
2: Realtor. Oh, no he, he,
0: realtor, that's what I meant. I was like
2: <laughs> Oh uh, <laughs> I was gonna say his dad, whose jokes were inspired by Dan Sininsky. <laughs> his
0: dad had banter for days.
1: Um, shout out
0: I, shout out to dan yes. shout out to dan uh but yeah so mom is like i want you to be a doctor a lawyer to not dream of being a basketball player because it's unlikely and there's n- like no chance you succeed
1: and then which like relatable content growing up with the jewish mom like, but why was. didn't you
2: just say like be it go into sports medicine
1: see that's what i was thinking like i thought my
0: prediction for the end was we were gonna flash forward and alex schlotzky was like a uh, oh, sports sure. manager he's
1: like a, definitely a lawyer
0: Maybe, like, a sports lawyer of sorts. Yeah, or he
1: didn't have the...
2: Yeah. But Alex didn't have the banter to be a lawyer. Like, yeah, I don't think he was all banter.
1: Her. What a cutie. I would give him everything.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, And then Dad and Alex play basketball, and the dad hits a car, and he's like, that was... I, that was your fault or something and he's like can you can you hit it like that because i can't <laughs>
1: i love like, the the dynamic between his parents where like the mom is a high-powered doctor and the dad is home wearing like a kiss me i'm kosher apron making dinner because the mom can't cook or like, i was just like wow so progressive
0: that was a running treatment but she could not even she heat could... up frozen waffles that was upsetting to me in a
1: microwave have you like, ever seen anyone do it in a microwave never oh i didn't, I didn't even know. know it was an option
0: the on My Eggle waffles in the microwave. Yeah. A staple of my childhood.
1: In the microwave, not a toaster. Yep. Mm-hmm. They can go in the micro I didn't even know yep. they could go in the microwave. I mean, they're not metal and they're not grapes. What's gonna happen? Yeah, I put a fork in the microwave once on accident. Sarah. I mean, you can put forks
2: in the microwave. You just can't put like aluminum foil.
1: No, it was a metal fork.
2: I've I've never had a problem.
1: Jay, you cannot put forks in the microwave. It sparked all blue. My dad was like, what are you doing?
2: Listen, I'm already chronically ill. (laughs) What's I going to
1: do? It's the forks, Jay. That's why.
0: Yeah. Um, Obviously the curse. Maybe the rabbi could tell you to not do it. Just like uh, the rabbi told Alex they could not afford a new coach in the budget, especially because the mom is like on the board of financiers um mm-hmm. and he would uh he was like yeah the mom would say no i was like okay uh <laughs> um yeah so alex and goldstein and julie they go out to play some up basketball at the local courts and lamont carr is practicing on another court and alex is like i'm gonna go talk to him and julie's like why and he's like he's gonna coach our team and she's like huh um so then he goes and he, this boy had some nerve interrupting this man's basketball practice and just like holding the ball and he's like give me your name and he's like no give me the ball and he's like no give me your name if if I beat you in, in some basketball game uh then you have to give me your name and then he shoots and then the monster's the ball and he's like goodbye um,
2: It felt very rumple still skin. Da-
1: give me your name.
2: <laughs> What's your name? No. Ned can I have it? The price. No. What <laughs> if what I beat you in do? this
1: game? Why did he need his name? I mean, it's a polite thing to do, but, like, for what, what purpose? What are you going to do with this?
0: Well, he, he was like, this man can coach our basketball team. And then Lamont gets in his van, drives off, and Alex is like, his license plate, Virginia, JM165, Judah Maccabee, 165 BC. So that's just, like, the seeds are there. He goes with Goldstein, and he does the little Google machine back in the day, which wasn't Google at the time. Or was it? It was two thousand three. I could think this was like ninety eight.
2: I, I think Google. Google existed. existed yeah. YouTube but, did not, but Google did. I
1: huh. think YouTube existed too, actually. Like no, the, it started in two
2: thousand five. Two thousand five, two thousand
1: three. I was in. I was oh in yeah, third grade. yeah. I was. <laughs> gross. Two
0: thousand three. I was in first grade. That's
1: because you're a baby you're such baby you're both such babies i was all right. my yeah, brother yeah. was born in
0: 2003
1: i feel ancient oh, said your mother I like,
2: how does that work
0: no Jay, not like that <laughs> that doesn't work like that <laughs> um but yeah so they they google him and look at his stats because he was a uh, he played basketball in virginia um his nickname was the hammer his name is Lamont Fun fact, Carr.
2: Judah Maccabee's nickname was also the hammer that has not come up on this podcast. So yes. I am telling the audience so that they are in on the joke. And well, okay. that's what
0: Goldstein said. He, <laughs> he said, yeah, so he's Judah Maccabee, reincarnated. Um, or like the ghost of Judah Maccabee, which becomes... Can we talk mom.
1: about how Goldstein is like 100% gay, though?
0: I did not catch those vibes. That's just gay.
1: I watched this movie for the first time since last year. Um... And I was like, oh, Sticks is gay.
0: Jay, thoughts?
2: Everyone is gay until proven straight. True. I like
0: that theory. Schlotzky, bisexual icon. Let's let's start the rumor.
2: It's not a rumor if it's true. <laughs>
0: I think um, everyone's
1: tech I think everyone's bisexual. Mm-hmm. That should be the standard.
0: Yeah. I um, mean if you
1: want
2: to be if, if if you're gay, that's okay. Except Jay. Jay is a percent Straits don't have rights. <laughs>
0: Jay you can cut
1: that out straight <laughs> no. straights don't have rights i'm gonna say it again i'm here for it
0: no i'm not cutting that out uh-huh.
1: <laughs> we are choosing violets
0: <laughs> as we should it is
1: truth <laughs> put it on the golem <laughs> what is the um, golem again the you goal. never explained oh, it you asked me what it no, was in the pre-show no, stop. wait pause i'm opening my i'm opening the chat oh i don't think that you i, <laughs> I think it was a voice message Jay it today. was a voice message. Would you like me to convey it again? Woke up and is, has been obsessed with the golem all day. She cannot. No, talk. no, no. Gollum I, I went free. It's been a couple you... days coming.
0: <laughs> no, 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 Jay. But you in the pre show, you asked me what it was. I was like, I don't know. Great. Right.
2: Okay. And I want to so. know now. <laughs> in, I want to say, Prague. Tell me I'm right, Sarah.
1: Prague, yes.
2: Yeah. So in Prague, there were a lot of anti Semites. There were a lot of bad. Just people.
1: in Prague? Yeah, just no, in Prague. Only this, in Prague. There's no intimate anywhere outside of Prague. Okay.
2: Um and this is like the drunk history retelling. Because <laughs> I haven't heard this story in years. Which is why there needs to be a decom about it. Which was what my voice message was to Sarah. Um Your voice message was why there cannot be a
1: decom about it.
2: No, why there isn't. Yes. Anyway. So back in Prague, we're gonna say like 1600s a lot of anti-semitic shit going on and um one day the rabbi is like you know what i'm gonna stop this shit so he consults some magical texts some ancient texts yes in some in judaism some magic exists and it's the magic within us but also in these texts and so he reads about this thing that he can do, the spiritual exercise, and he builds a man out of clay. Not Basically, old... he Dr. Frankenfurter's rock and Frankenfurter. Frankenfurter. oh, was
1: That's his name. Frankenstein. No, it's not. No, no,
0: no. Jay's talking rock about the white picture show.
1: <laughs> Who's based Sarah. off of Dr. Frankenstein? Touch, yeah, touch,
0: but... Touch me. But like, I wanna be dirty. Sorry.
1: Tim <laughs> Curry. Funny.
2: Anyway, so... To to make this man of clay come alive, the rabbi writes the word for truth on the golem's head in Hebrew, which is emet. And he writes down basically kind of like Death Note, if you know that anime. He writes down like, hey, go harass these guys who are harassing me and make them stop harassing my, my congregation. And he puts the little scroll of parchment in the golem's mouth and the golem goes oh, and eats it. And then he goes and he does whatever was written on the scroll. And they do that for a while. And then uh, in some versions of the story, the golem gets out of control um, because people are feeding it like all sorts of fun stuff. Um, kids are saying, do my chores. Other people are saying rob a bank, you know all the fun stuff. And in other versions, the work is just done. They've gotten rid of the anti semites for the time. We all know what happens. They come back
1: in if- the Prague in the Prague version. The the like story ends with like the golem being locked away in the attic of the synagogue, and it's like people say that's like the so Prague still has like one of the oldest standing synagogues um, because fun fact, Hitler wanted to preserve it. Um, as a relic to an extinct race. So all of the Jewish artifacts are, are in Prague, such fun facts. Um, but they say that like it's in the attic of that synagogue and like the attic is like sealed off and you can't get in so like could be true. I don't know.
2: But Sarah, how do they keep the Golem from just walking around? He's made of stone. he could walk through the building. No, they were going to say he walls deactivated He's de- the rabbi. So remember the rabbi wrote emet, which means truth on the Golem's head. He just went uh, 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 and erased the first letter and it and it spelled out met, which means death or dead.
1: And so he basically killed off the golem. I do want to say that he did not write emmet, It was Shem for name of God. But yes. So in the version like that the I've
2: always heard, I've always heard it was Emmet. Like you will act truthfully and follow us dutifully. That's what I've always been told in the versions that I've heard or read. So, because then you can erase the... I opened client. Wikipedia
1: so I, just so I could fact check you. So no,
2: I'm, a I'm, that's fine. I'm just telling you the children's book that I was given when I was a child.
0: Would this be better as a DCOM or as an
1: anime? Anime, for sure.
2: But Freaking. the reason why it can't be a DCOM is because the non-Jewish children, also known as Goyesha children, it's not a slur, it just means non-Jewish. Uh, Goyasha children... Not, not a slur. It's, it's pejorative, which means that it can be, but is isn't always a slur.
1: If you listen to to NGOG, you know it's a slur.
2: Well, I use it as a slur, but I'm trying to be nice to people.
1: <laughs> all of our all of our non-Jewish listeners, we love you yeah. and happy holidays.
2: All the goyish of children can't handle Ooh. the intensity <laughs> that is Can I a say goal. that about myself
0: or is that offensive?
2: No. Which, which if you're part? a goy, you can say goy. Goy. You can call us goy.
1: If you goy,
2: I suddenly turn into my mother. <laughs> like yes. my entire accent changed. <laughs>
1: just when you say "like,"
2: No, like when I get really excited, like a little old Jewish New Yorker comes out. <laughs> I'll tell my mom I didn't mean to call her old. It's just the voice inside me that comes out.
1: <laughs> it's okay. She knows she's old. No, she
2: does not.
0: <laughs> well, Jay also called Sarah old earlier this time. I podcast. am
2: old. No, I said older than me, which is <laughs> I, just a fact. I'm old. But not Ancient. as old as the creator of the universe, Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz.
0: <laughs> we love Dr. Amanda in this house. In all houses, honestly. Speaking houses. of,
2: perhaps the real culprit in the Gardner Art Museum heist was the golem.
0: Oh, they were going to say it was Dr. Amanda. I'm like, dare yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Amanda. I thought you were going to say the real incarnation of uh, Juno Maccabee is Dr. Amanda instead of Lamont Carr.
1: I believe it. Yeah. Um, I love the idea that they were obsessed with him being a ghost when Jews don't really have ghosts like but they were really into him so being you said this was written a by a ghost. Jewish
0: person but then yeah. Jay was like are you sure and this is <laughs> <up. But laughs> well being the like...
1: thing is if it was written by
2: non-Jewish people I think it would be anti-semitic yeah <laughs> because it, was, it hit every stereotype. was written by Jews
1: um it was written for children it probably plays funnier where they keep saying ghost Jews. Some Jews believe in reincarnation and some don't. Um, I don't know any Jews that have anything to do with ghosts. So, is there even mention of ghosts in anything?
2: Not ghosts as much as like zombie, like yeah. like come back to life, but not like scary zombie. More like you've been given a second chance on life, sort of thing, especially in some of the rabbinic stories around Purim because they yeah. drink too much. They kill each other. Then the next day they're like, surprise, let's never do that again. We're both alive. Uh, that's my favorite uh, text.
0: Yeah. Um, so going back to the plot. So the next day he, Alex Schlotsky returns to the basketball court and he's like, Lamont, I'll give you $20 to coach my basketball team. And Lamont's like, nah. And he's like, okay, I'll give you 40, 20 now, 20 later. And he's like, uh, fine. Whatever. I'll give you an hour. And we learned that Lamont is trying out. for He's in Philadelphia to try out for the Sixers. Um. So, uh, I just gotta say, the friendship between Lamont and Alex was like so pure and heartwarming, and yes, I loved it. Very like, sweet. We see, like honestly. I did not know there were black people in this movie when you first pitched it. I was like, we love to see like multi representation. There's black
1: people on is, the other basketball team,
2: but also is it. Is it good diversity? Because for me, it read very much
1: like the blind side. I don't think it's meant to be about diversity.
2: No, no, no. But I mean, like, in terms of like, oh, what are like, well, like, how wonderful that we have this representation, but also like, it's very much like a story of white saviorism.
0: No, for uh, sure. But like, I think I, I, think I
1: argue bad. it's a story of black saviorism.
0: Well, that too. Uh, but like, I did do some research. So this was actually like based on he did spend time at like a Jewish school like Mm -hmm. coaching a team uh rest in peace lamont carr who passed away uh in july 2017 uh and i wish i knew of him before his passing because this man was an icon he coached them to victory he was the full court miracle um but yeah so i i like obviously like there maybe the film would be like done differently now in 2021 but I did love the Bond, and like, I feel like there was a good actor chemistry as well. Like I feel like they, they that is true, yeah. worked well together. Um, I would love to do an interview with Alice E. Linz and be like, so Max Keeble, what was it like doing this movie?
1: You would probably not remember it. It was a fever dream.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but to Lamont, his first practice, he makes the guys do wind sprints. Uh, in oh. my school, they called it like a, bear, a name that we should not call them uh it was uh, i don't know on the livers yep mm-hmm. yeah um and yeah, then an i Analyvers? just i'll
2: chat it to you sarah yeah oh.
0: um and then uh they I, I also called them ladder drills like because it's like you the back and forth and i hated those i was i was like um that one kid who would have tried to put money under the table to get him to not do it uh, um but, like I get why you need conditions, especially for basketball. Like that's a sport where you run back and forth. Basketball. Did you
1: recognize him, the actor? The kid? Hmm. I did not. What? He's the voice of Mac in Foster's Imaginary Friends. Which kid? Oh. The main the the kid the who like the only the real Sean, one. Sean. The or the actor's name is Sean. Um, he like tried to pay off Lamont to not do the sprints.
0: Sean Locks. No, Shawn, there's another
1: hmm, something. Yeah.
0: There's no, oh, Sean Marquette. Yeah, there we go. Sean Marquette. Big yeah. ben.
1: Oh my god, I didn't He's know, really know that. Annoying, he wasn't that big, so I don't know why they called him. Big oh, ben we, maybe
2: it's we, like uh, little John. I
1: don't big know. Ben. I was really pissed off because, like, that in the end, when no, they were like, was wearing their jerseys, he was the only one wearing a t shirt under, and I was like, why? He's not big.
0: Do you know if all the actors that were in the school were Jewish or no?
1: No, I know that they all were not Jewish actually.
0: Alex
1: D. E. is Jewish. Alex D. E. is Jewish. Um, I think that among the kid actors, it might not have been as big of a deal, but I think that in the adults working at the school, none of them are Jewish. Um, oh. I think that the mom is Jewish um, or Jewish descent. Jewish. And I think that the dad feels Jewish, but I can't find anything he, about him He gave him me Jason Linden general. vibes. Yes, for sure. But, like, the fact that, like, the rabbi wasn't Jewish? Yeah, rabbi is not Jewish, which is, like, that's, I mean, there's too many Jews in Hollywood, like, and Mrs. for them Klein, to, their, the, to be no excuse. Mrs. Mrs. Klein, Klein, like...
2: This felt like every woman I know at synagogue who's, like, yeah. don't drive on Shabbos, but then would drive, like, to follow someone around, to, like, get the gossip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she does try really, to really drive horrible. around you know, and get right, the gossip. Right, exactly, she was, <laughs> we'll get there.
0: Which, uh, stalker, but In, yeah, like, so,
2: ten hours. Um... Alex
0: pays up in the dollar builder sweaty um, and they keep like paying him $20 per hour. um, And then we see Lamont in his van, looking at an envelope with his uh, son and his girlfriend or wife. It wasn't established. Um, uh,
2: I think the wiki said his wife. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, we go back to Alex's house uh, and his mom enrolls him in a program to shadow a doctor Alex is annoyed because of basketball, but then he convinces Julie to replace him. And at first I thought he meant replace him on the team, the basketball team, but no, it's uh, in the shadow program. Um, so Sarah, you mentioned that your mom put a lot of pressure on you. Did you have any pressure to be like a doctor, or a lawyer? Or was it something else?
1: Yeah, my mom, my whole life wanted me to be a doc, a lawyer. Um, and I mean, you are good at arguing. Yeah, like- I'm good at arguing. I, I don't know. enjoy, I don't get pleasure from reading law textbooks or yeah. learning Vincent. hi vin hello oh look you're so dapper your little Vinny
0: got here he was like we're talking about doctors and lawyers and i i have something to say it's
1: me i'm a professional uh yeah so my mom is still salty that i didn't become uh, a lawyer and she like it really encouraged my extracurriculars to to be those kind of so like i did like speech and debate and all those kind of like very like this is the track for law yeah. Um, and, and I think when I was like 13, my idol was like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I wanted to be like a Supreme court justice. Like that was like a life goal. Um, I, I think I actually would be an excellent judge and a very poor lawyer. Yeah, um, so if there's the a way that I can skip, yeah. Yeah, if I could skip that, that, uh, whole 20 years of law, I, there's no like actual requirement to be a judge. You just have to be like voted in. So I guess I can move yeah. to like a small town and just like, <laughs>
0: Yo, get one get of the most unbelievable judge. parts of how I met your mother was that Marshall Arison was a lawyer and a judge.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, wasn't was that the tr- was that what happened in in the staircase that judge? I was watching some true crime documentary recently.
1: You don't have. You don't talk about the staircase. It's an elected position. No, but in lawyer. certain
2: but in certain states, like. In certain states, there are even fewer requirements to become a judge. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And I believe North Carolina was one of them. And that was one of the many problems that was presented in the staircase, which in and of itself was its own problem. Um, But we're not podcasting about that.
1: I actually watched the staircase, I think, last time I was in Israel. So that would have been like four, three or four years ago, which I don't know why that's when I watched it. But like, that's funny that like, so that's when you mentioned it
0: yeah um but yeah so um we <laughs> yeah uh alex's mom enrolled him in this program and then alex sells his basketball card which his parents got him for her his bar mitzvah present to Hay lamont um i forget which player was on the card but okay, uh, he, oh yes it was me yes um uh, his, his bar mitzvah theme was 100 percent basketball right
1: yeah definitely Good question though Jay what was your what was your what was your okay name? so the first question is how is this middle or high is it eighth grade or ninth grade
0: I legit thought Alex was like 11 at the beginning because
1: I he's, 14. Like, he's 14 I thought, he's 14 he's, it's the first yeah they're in high school ninth grade okay because
2: 100% I thought this was a middle school team and also as a freshman you don't need an internship and I'm just truly appalled at the fact that parents in general but especially alex's mom was like you can't play a sport because it it, like your your poor brain i mean she didn't even bring up like oh you could get a concussion which is usually like the mom line especially the jewish mom line is like we we don't want you to get hurt
0: i was gonna say you can't really get a concussion back Uh, yeah i'm also the kid who swimming. so i got a concussion cooking
2: pasta so like (laughs) wait wait pause Sorry, not. Uh, I have a medical condition where I pass, or I used to pass it okay. a lot more before it was under control. Yeah. See, and, I thought
0: I thought at the store it was going to be like a pasta jumped out of the pot and hit. Your no, head.
1: I thought was going to hit yourself in the head with
2: hit the my pot. I my head on the counter, and then um, I called my friend Rachel Glazer. Shout out to Rachel Glazer. I was like, "Hi, can you bring me some diet coke and also check me for a concussion?" And she was like, "What the hell?" And she came over and mommed me. So oh, shout out to Rachel Glazer.
0: Doing swim team, so. I can't talk. Uh, I got kicked in the head because I was going fast. And this person did not want to let me pass them during practice. And I got popped in the head. And I got like two, three concussions when I played volleyball. So,
1: Y'all, Dr. J is still alive. And low-key, still attractive. Um, I
2: did not know who Dr. J was. And for a brief moment, I thought, wouldn't it be funny if that's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Because um, this past summer... um, I was the commencement speaker at my grad school's uh, graduation, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar opened for me, um, because he was also the commencement guest speak. he was the guest speaker, and he introduced me, and so I was like, this would be really cool, what a coincidence, and you know, Jabbar starts with a J, so I was like, this would be really great, but it turns out there's two different basketball players, did you know two different men have played basketball?
1: <laughs> two whole men. Actually, 348. Uh,
2: yeah, I think- in the NBA. Yeah,
1: like- <laughs> yeah, fun fun math lesson in the middle of the movie. Dr. J played for the Nets. Yeah. Um, I'll drop some sports knowledge right now. Um, shout out to to my to my yeah. to my dog Zach, who always shouts me out whenever he talks about basketball on Aing In there. Um Dr. J played for the Nets. He was known for dunking. My dad talked about him a lot. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. What was that? That was oh, I think he card. actually also played for Virginia, which was probably like the connection for Lamont too. What was his Well, no, jersey he was just number.
0: Alex was just selling the card so he could his get jersey money.
1: number.
2: Yeah,
1: I have no idea. Okay, well that's. I wonder no if problem.
0: it was also three.
1: Is that a thing that's listed somewhere? No, I, I just like knowing things. Mm, looks like in college thirty two, uh, and in the Nets thirty two. All
2: right. Love
0: it. Um, so that, that La- Lamont's van gets busted and he tries oh, he to played opt played for the
1: Sixers. That makes sense.
0: We love that. The Lamont connection. So Lamont tries to opt out of coaching, but Alex is like, no, stick around. And also, can you like show the guys how to love basketball? Like we love basketball. So he's like, okay, we don't have to do conditioning anymore. We can do some hoops. Um, so also at this point, I believe he starts calling the team my dogs. And they're like, huh, how dare you? And they're like, no, dogs is a term of affection, like my boys, my group.
2: These and... high school boys had never, because we're living in 2003, when I guess they're going to a Jewish day school and haven't been exposed to other cultures via the internet, um, truly think that he's saying, like, you are dogs. You are ugly and mean and, like, whatever. And he's just being like, what's up, my dog? Um, and then the team starts getting referring to themselves as, as like, dogs in a, an affectionate way but they're still the lions and that yeah. is a plot hole for me uh, <laughs> that is never truly addressed because in the same scene they'll be like what are you a chihuahua and they'll be like no we're bulldogs and then they're like go lions and it's like
1: as individuals they're dogs but as a collective lions uh
2: Jay, the can the you call Vinny or tony
1: your dogs I didn't say it's called the lion. I said it. as individuals, they feel they're, they're dogs. But collectively, as well, a basketball I think we need team, to pay they right are now. the lions, the mighty, mighty lions.
2: Everyone knows
1: Who they are? So that tell them. That was from the
0: Frosted Flakes. That was Tony the Tiger. Tony the Tiger is suing them. But also, we don't like great. Ron Kellogg, right?
2: I but, like, it a is a little confusing. I could see a dumb 12-year-old getting a little confused being like are they dogs or are they lions
1: well they're 14 so they're very smart well i can yeah. say well i'm not talking about the people in the movies <laughs> other people watching
0: it. well tony the tiger should sue well i was a all... very
1: smart 12 year old and i was not confused
2: can't relate
0: <laughs> tony the tiger should sue them especially because john kellogg would not like any of the 14 year old boys in this movie
1: um
2: one of the tiger is very litigious also john kellogg is just like. A- not great person. Yeah, no, life. that's
0: why he would not like any of the fourteen-year-old boys because you know. What I can make is. another
2: connection between uh, Judaism and John Kellogg, but I will not.
0: Oh, I did not know that. I just knew that he, he
2: normalized like... circumcision in the United States, and most people think it's a lot of people think that like, oh, is it because like, it started off with like the Jewish practice of circumcision and like. At Jewish hospitals, and it just caught caught fire or whatever. No, uh, John Kellogg was the one that popularized it, and so that is why it is very easy to. You get. didn't even
1: say why, it's because for masturbation, it's because he didn't want people to masturbate. For, for, made yeah. I didn't know that. I
0: didn't know the two things were. Yeah, I, I thought the cereals were like propaganda against all
2: of it, all of it was to stop masturbation. He also believed in yogurt enemas. Was he to stop your sexual (laughs) desires from whatever?
0: No, see, I that's why I made the joke about like he he all these fourteen year old boys would. Do you think people who eat
1: yogurt don't have a lower sexual desire? Well, he thought if you inserted up your butt, you wouldn't think about (laughs) sex so much. So I don't know. I think if you're inserting things up your butt, you're probably thinking about sex quite a lot. Yeah. Specific specific kind of sex. anyways (laughs) (laughs)
0: anyways <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of cereal uh lamont goes to uh, uh i was gonna make the transition to the milk scene but no we're not there yet sorry um <laughs> we could uh, there. yeah so uh they practice hoops and then alex tries to sell coffee at school to afford the uh lamont and both mrs pine and his mom catch him and they're like okay but let's have the rabbis like let's have lamont for dinner so uh Lamont, as a guest, as a guest, me. yes. No, no, Jay. Please. I
1: love this the Shabbat dinner scene. It's, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really uh, the lovely.
0: rabbi and his wife, uh, Alex and his parents, and Lamont, and they do uh, they light a candle, right? Mm-hmm. And is it, is this two the first night
1: of, is this the second
0: night of Hanukkah. No, so this
1: is actually not Hanukkah yet at all. This is pre Hanukkah. This is uh, Shabbat. It's the the Jewish day of rest. It happens every Friday uh, sundown to to saturday a little bit after sundown um this movie has two separate jewish holidays represented. two separate felipe that is what i thought of when i was writing when i was making that joke to call back we're not going to talk about it but like we know in the chat are yes. the, the, the ten thousand dollar patrons know um, so two separate holidays so on shabbat you light um shabbat candles generally people light two some people light um, two plus for their uh, extra for their kids. Um but so this was like a Friday night meal that they invited Lamont over. So uh, fun a fact
2: the gross. You might yeah. know it as Sabbath. Um Sabbath. that's the Anglicized version. No,
0: I know it's Shabbat ears, No no but, but...
2: I'm t- but we're not the only three people that will be hearing this. I think um, most of these hope.
0: people are R H A P listeners. They might know it, but okay, okay I'm ahead.
2: trying to be educational. Do it. <laughs> also the fish I agree is mostly gross but if you can get the rare homemade one that is made in like a loaf I like it with enough tomato sauce to cover up the fish I love how
1: you said rare and I was like rare this is like in every grocery store and then reminded myself I live in a very Jewish area no no, so no I'm every, talking about every... homemade
2: gefilte fish from beginning <laughs> to, to end like not from a jar you like blend your own fish I once went to a synagogue in San Antonio and um I don't think they're listening to this podcast, but if they did, I want them to know that it was a very wonderful meal and I had a very wonderful time. And the gefilte fish was the first gefilte fish that I ever had that was homemade. And you it think was it delicious. was
1: actually homemade. It was actually homemade. They ground the gefilte fish. That's no, they ground the cart. My husband's favorite joke that he used to tell at every Shabbat meal while we were <laughs> in, crap. in college. No, oh. is he would ask people where does a gefilte fish come from and when they didn't know the answer he would say gefilte lake that's why it's called gefilte fish and gaslight people into believing there was a real lake out there called gefilte lake David. he still uses that joke it's been a decade
2: I'm gonna use that at my next Shabbat there it's gonna be a real yeah, a report real
1: back
0: a rip roar of a joke I'll um, tell the
2: rabbi on Wednesday when I teach religious school
0: You should actually show this movie instead of teaching. Um, Well, it's
2: too late. I already taught about Legally Blonde um, and The Corpse Bride, and that section is over. Next, we're going to be talking about how to change the world and be good activists.
1: What Legally Blonde and Corpse Bride in Jewish school explain?
2: Um, Jewish values in non-stereotypical Jewish movies. I talked about storytelling in The Corpse Bride because um, Tim Burton... Actively erased all Jewish aspects of uh, the Yiddish folktale that the corpse ride is based on. Yes. This whole podcast is just having ADHD. (laughs) Welcome to my brain.
0: Yes. Um, So this might be a stupid question, but this is an Orthodox school that they go to in the movie?
2: Mm -hmm. And it's called a yeshiva. So if it was just a Jewish day school, I would say maybe it's not Orthodox. Maybe it's a community school. But given the amount of Hebrew that was on the board, yeah. and given the fact that it was all boys, and given the fact that they said the word yeshiva, it made me think that it was orthodox.
1: Yeah. It's likely modern orthodox, just because they also have, like, female teachers. Female and now administrators. that she's wearing a
2: skirt, I think she's wearing pants.
1: Um, I, yeah, I think she was wearing a skirt, but I think it's probably more for uptight reasons. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, Mrs. Klein, I don't think, cup, like, she wasn't covering her hair or anything. Um, they high-fived at some point in the movie, so not That's not true. super religious. And he's
2: had his bar mitzvah.
1: Had a bar mitzvah. As opposed to what?
2: Because once you, because when you're a kid, you can, I thought Shomer Nugia was only when you were an adult.
1: Uh Yeah, the two adults high-fived. Oh,
2: I thought that a kid high five. Wait, are you? Not I, I don't think any five. of
1: these kids are like religious. Religious. No, you, but like they could get in
2: trouble, or at least some could get in trouble. Yeah,
1: um, you know, that's the not reasons? really going to come up because most school Jewish schools are segregated, so it's not not going to be a huge issue.
0: Okay, um, but yeah, so at dinner, uh, the rabbi uh, he cooked uh, some chopped liver as well, and then uh, Lamana's like, "Do you got any milk?" and dad they're like no we keep kosher and uh they talk about like god and then uh, i forget the thing that lamont says that his uh that uh, the rabbi's wife loved. jay do you want to go i on? got
2: it so basically the rabbi said or lamont is like i never really understood why like why you couldn't eat meat and milk but like whatever like that like i respect it basically and the rabbi says yeah, we have some laws that are not meant to be understood in a modern context, but they made sense, they only really make sense to God. And um, Lamont said something along the lines of like... um,
1: He said, oh, my mom always used to say, if you understood everything that God did, you'd be God.
2: Yeah, I was was second guessing myself. Um,
0: As one does. But it uh. does make
2: sense in a modern context because the modern context is animal cruelty. You wouldn't want to cook.
1: That's not. No, that's not. Anything. No,
2: no, that's one interpretation of it. But like the whole thing of like familial cows. So
1: that's or, not or, like modern. But
2: like you no. can make understanding. He's like the whole idea that you can't understand it is like kind of BS because you
1: can make an. No, understanding. no, no, no. The point of. Kashrut is that it's not understand like there's no reason for it. We do it because it's like faith in God, like that it's the, the there's oh, a always, higher purpose to it. That's I've like, like told- what the rabbi said. There's like no reason for it.
2: Oh, I was always told differently. So this no, is- so like
1: people attribute different reasoning to it. So like my dad, who grew up like in an agricultural community in Israel, they attributed it to like you wouldn't take the baby calf away from the mother. Right so like the right, like the comes always from, what don't I... kill don't um you wouldn't like um cook uh meat in its mother's milk so like they attribute it to that but like if you think about modern day um like animal farming they like literally rip calves away from the mothers so that they can harvest the milk and then raise that calf for slaughter so it's like right, I had always in, only even in that. kosher. so it's nothing to do I do only heard that explanation ethical. so it is good to
2: know that there is reasoning beyond there's that's not the this only... This movie answer.
1: got it right, which is shocking, right? Like, yeah. you don't expect it from a Disney Channel movie to, like, cast a non-Jewish person to play this rabbi, but then actually nail the reason for, like, keeping kosher is there's no reason we just do it.
2: And that was part of my frustration too, Is like, this doesn't match up with the explanations that I've been given. Yeah. Which just, just to show you that, like, two Jews, three opinions is what we say. Uh, it's more like 500. But... Um, <laughs> but... It makes a lot, it makes me feel a lot better to know that, you know, they did get so much right and that perhaps I was offered different explanations. I also grew up between reform, conservative, orthodox synagogues. So in my head, a lot of things got mushed together. Um as this is what Judaism teaches and not any particular denomination because it was all Jewish in my head because I grew up between denominations. So it's good to hear different explanations too.
1: Yeah, I grew up reform and it was always very clear. Like, this is what we believe as part of the reform movement. Like they were always setting me up for like, you're going to learn these things and other Jews are going to tell you that you're wrong, but that's okay.
2: See, I was just always just told like, you're wrong. Like yeah. always. So like I was like, so if I'm always wrong and you're always wrong, then none of us are right.
0: Shout out to what? Christina Cha, who in the first episode of Forever One World was like, Because you're wrong. Okay. Yeah. Shut, okay. Up. shut up.
2: Shut up. Shut up. You know, the most uh Jewish lion in Survivor, besides Baruch Hashem, might be uh I can get loud too, what the fuck
1: <laughs> most That's Jewish lion in Survivor line. actually belongs to Big Tom. He can't eat no pork. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even giving Tiffany Celia that she's due. That scene lives rent free in my head. He's a Jew, he won't eat the ham. Can't
2: eat no
0: ham.
1: <laughs> Ethan, Ethan's
0: on from my hometown.
1: Oh, my first survivor crush. Uh,
0: yeah. So, uh, one t- so in school, one time they asked us, uh What what do you know about Africa? And this was right when I was getting into Survivor. I was like, Ethan Zahn is from this town and he he won Survivor Africa. (laughs) Like I knew more about Africa, but I was being a smart ass, and I just wanted any excuse to talk about Survivor because it was my (laughs) new my new obsession. And spoiler alert, 10 years down the line, it's still my obsession.
1: 10 years? Uh, Try 20. uh,
0: This this February, it's gonna be 10 years since I saw Nina and Kat arguing at tribal council. I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, see, Survivor One World is a game changer because without it, I would not be here doing this podcast. So
1: True. Thank you, uh, Survivor One World. You gave us one good thing. Two good yes. things. And Kim Spradlin. I was going to say, two good things. We got Felipe uh, in my life and Kim Spradlin as a winner.
0: The best Survivor US winner of all and time. And preemptively
2: game. gave us Kat Ederson saying that she isn't dateable if she doesn't make the merge.
0: Yes. Kat was <laughs> Which is a how cool I thing.
2: personally uh set my dating criteria. And
0: that's why Sydney Siegel is not dateable. Oh, I
2: thought you were gonna say and that's why Jay is
0: single. Oh uh, no, Jay Jay, please, you are an icon. And you would always make the merge. You might be the first juror, like Tiffany, but you'll you will you you always honestly make the merge.
1: if you're not winning Survivor, your dream should be to be the first juror. You want to get off that island as soon as possible I want no, second juror because the I would Survivor want the anxiety patron brand Steele first jury um, gets to be queen ponderosa like i ah. would want
0: second jury because i would have anxiety that i'd miss the jury until like the moment before and i wouldn't want sure. that i want guaranteed like to be the juror jury at that point but like that it is, is weird hard. that
1: they didn't d- just start jury with sydney though right honestly yeah. i'm not mad
0: at it let her go home. i'm
1: not mad at it because like i don't like her and she's never gonna listen to this but like it's weird that they. she's didn't.
0: gonna actually retweet this podcast <laughs> yeah
1: she'll for sure she, she yeah. has a google alert set uh so just included in the seo of the of the podcast and she'll listen to the whole thing to figure for out sure. why these three people who were talking about full court miracle mentioned her name
0: yeah um but anyway so lamont uh the dad and uh the rabbi are like lamont you should come on be a day player at the school uh that's not the term he used, but he was like you played you you work day to day um uh, and the mom is apprehensive um so yeah so lamont coaches the team. Alex follows him home one day because they're like, "Where do ghosts come from?" And he's like, "I don't know. Let me go see where Lamont lives." He steals TJ's bike and just bikes past him. In then he Burrows. sees that Lamont is living in his van under a bridge. Um, but he also like Lamont catches him, whacks him over the head with a with a magazine, and is like, "Oh, Santony, how are you? Did she have something That's to say not about what Lamont?" He
2: says. <laughs>
0: no, no. Did Tony have something to say?
2: No, I just brought her over to say hi.
0: Okay, uh, but yeah, so Lamont, then they have dinner together, uh, and Lamont tells him about his kid and his wife and, like, his aspirations to be the, in the Sixers, and he also sees uh, him putting, like, Icy Hot, basically, on his knee, because um, that's what that's something. <laughs> uh, the, uh, that, like, so his knee is, is busted, and he had a couple surgeries, and that's, like, his, like, concerns professionally, um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, and I
1: thought that this it this like moment of like human interaction was really sweet. I don't know if it was like Alex was like kind of a little naive about what's up in Lamont's life, but I just really yeah. love like he didn't phase him at all. Like, this is my friend, and he's my friend if he lives in a big house, and he's my friend if he if he lives down by down uh, by the river.
2: Yeah, no, I, I will say that um, eventually. Um... I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I will don't say, apologize for cats. We don't do that. I. Whether
0: your cats say, or your dogs,
1: they're my
2: lions. There you go. Um, I will say that eventually, um, Alex does adopt a housing first model, which, although for he does it for maybe not the best and most altruistic reasons. Um, is the best way to address housing needs and other mm-hmm. needs for people experiencing homelessness. So if you're listening to this, Housing First Models, check them out.
0: No, uh, even like I saw a tweet today that like some investors like turned an uh, old abandoned hotel into like um living area, like a micro living home for uh, homeless people. And like, that's what happens when you invest money in homelessness, like to like help people and not like, um so anyways uh yeah no but then we get a little montage um hanukkah starts um lamont misses his family and then the rabbi sees lamont sleeping in the van and the next day mrs klein asks lamont for his address for the insurance purposes and the application for the job and he's like uh seven three five eight jefferson uh he like and he looks at a photo of thomas jefferson which um do they have the American presidents in uh, Orthodox schools? I feel like they would have
2: yeah. they still learn history, like yeah. American history.
0: Why? It's racist
2: because there are governmental standards.
0: True. Ugh.
1: for education. But
0: Thomas Jefferson sucks.
1: Yeah. yeah. Of all the of all the presidents to choose. Yeah. But like the fact that so I was thinking about well, it when I was wa- when I was watching this movie, um, that like it really makes sense in like Philadelphia, like probably a lot of the streets are named after like presidents. True. And I was thinking, like, would that make as much sense in my area in California? And I was thinking mm, there are some streets named after presidents, but most streets are named after like Spanish words.
0: Yeah. Um, no, uh, Jefferson should be very thankful that he's no longer the worst president. I'll just say that. <laughs> Or no, Andrew Jackson's there. Never mind. I forgot about that.
2: I don't think that this podcast is about debating the demerits of American presidents.
1: Yeah, tune back- to 32 fans where they ranked all 50 presidents. Thank you.
2: Um, and it's hard to compare uh someone who owned other human beings and True. enslaved them.
0: <laughs> but you know, you know forty five would have done that if he could.
1: You heard it here first, folks. Jay is pro-Trump. I am not they
2: believe that Jefferson with you. was a
1: worse president.
2: I am not disagreeing with Felipe. I am just saying that we need to be careful about, this
0: morning, Sarah. about
2: <laughs> saying that owning other human beings is not the worst thing that it's could awful. happen.
1: They all—all all of the early ones did. It was so I know. Funny. So funny. I'm
2: not excusing them either. Washington's also a piece of shit sometimes.
1: Many times, all of them bad. All of, all of those white men suck. Yeah, the I was gonna too. say,
0: <laughs> didn't this movie have a female president? I was like, no, that was the X Men episode that I watched.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
2: of what? The synagogue? The board?
0: <laughs> I mean, Mrs. Klein for president, maybe. I don't know.
2: Well, I was thinking maybe uh, Alex's mom was the president of the board, but she was just on the board.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, she could so be we...
1: president. We don't know.
0: But anyways, uh, he um, so Mrs. Klein tails Lamont home one day and is like, oh, he doesn't live there. Um, And then talks to the rabbi and then the rabbi like tells Alex and Alex is like, oh, my God, I got an idea. So he convinces his dad to let Lamont stay in the unsold condo. And he puts a little piece of paper on Lamont's van and is like, Mrs. Klein is going to follow you home go to this address and oh, here's the key. And then he opens the door and Alex and his dad are there. It's like, you can live here. Um, and Lamont's well, like, I will paint the walls and finish furnishing the place for you, letting you live here. Um, and yeah, that, that condo looked nice. I was here for it, I would, I would live there. Jay, yeah, how, sure. would, how would you decorate the condo?
2: um i would call my friends and family and ask for their help as i did with my apartment i had my mom fly out from south carolina over the summer to help me decide how to furnish my apartment because spatial uh design and interior design uh is not my shout out
0: to the other sarah sarah ferguson who loves interior design yeah
2: sorry Um, that wasn't a cool answer um
0: (laughs) i was gonna say where's the cat decorations
2: um i do have paintings by and of my pets
0: y'all want to um, know what i would furnish my condo with this this little cross stitch that miss sarah made me- is sarah frozen again yeah no come back sarah uh should Jay- we
2: turn off our cameras when she comes back
0: uh you can do that if you want uh,
2: oh that's not fun santa
0: they to- bit you
2: Oh, yeah, Santini bites me all the... Like, her bites are, like, little nibbles, but Vinny is the one you gotta watch out for.
0: Who, who does better biscuits? Uh, Who's better at making biscuits?
2: Tony makes them more. When Vinny makes them, I like them more because they're more of a surprise. Oh. Right now, they're destroying a Trader Joe's bag. It's great podcasting.
0: I mean, it... it she back yay so sarah i don't know if you saw but i was showing what i would decorate my apartment with yes. Ooh, the cross stitch that you made it. me
1: it's one of my favorites it's so cute yes, it's a it, little dragon that's so good it's so good
0: yes um but uh yeah so um Yeah, so Lamont agrees to paint and Mrs. Klein tails him. They pull it off and Mrs. Klein tries to uh, uh, remove the top of her convertible and she gets muddied. And I'm like, you deserve this. Like, no reason to be sketchy and tail people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for real. And, like, I kind of see it, like, from, like, an HR administrative point of view. Like, we need an address. But, like, also... Couldn't he have given his old address and just been like, oh, I'm moving soon and I'll update my address when I move?
2: And also just like this- the way that she followed up on it by also. So this is this there seems to be a lot of implicit racism. That's going what on I was gonna say. Yeah. The- I was like Um, between Alex's mom being so adamant about Lamont not being the coach under the guise of, yes, it is poorly impacting Alex's grades, which we do learn it does yeah. uh, because he's focusing on basketball and not on school. Sure. But then to the extent of like continuously shooting down her own child's like one dream in life um, specifically in conversations about Lamont and then on top of that, like the, Mrs. Klein is obsessed and learns Lamont's address, and then goes to the street, drives up and down that street a handful of times, can't find the number he he gave her, and is and then follows him home. And would she do that to a white? Let's say they hire uh, Moshe Nirenblatt at the school, and he's a white Jewish middle-aged man. Would she follow Moshe Nirenblatt? Home to see where he's living, probably
1: not. I think so. I don't think she would. Seems like a kind of like a busybody. That she seems like the kind of person who would. I think she would badger. There were
0: like like, some some undertones of implicit bias and like. I think for sure there
1: were there were the undertones,
0: and that was like the most disappointing part of the movie to me. Is like because I love the like story of like two underrepresented people like becoming friends and like, uh, but that was like definitely some part of the movie that like. Probably, I would change. Not probably, I would change. Uh, but, like, for a 2003 movie, I feel like it holds up pretty good compared
1: yeah. to, like, other... Yeah. It's like a quick, more... easy fix where it's, like, Alex sees him living, you know, right. in a van and say... And has the idea to just, like, approach his dad and be like, hey, you said that exactly. condos sell better if there's a person in them. Can we, like, approach Lamont? Yeah, we did not even need the
0: supply. Like, it could have just been, like, after that scene he it
1: goes... It could and... be shorter yeah um and Eh, then eh, 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 eh. and then the other
2: thing is like I think it definitely leans closer to the white savior aspect even if it is based on a true story of like these white kids who want to do everything for like yes they get something out of it and that is their primary intention is to get this coach and like borrowing their parents coffee machine and making coffee on the street and selling coffee to help him to help be able to like either pay him or help him make rent or something like and also just like the constant like as an adult looking at it being like maybe Alex doesn't realize the true implications of Lamont's situation and the circumstances surrounding a situation but as an adult watching it it definitely feels like a and again it is a children's movie there is a child as a narrator it does seem like a child's understanding of I just met this like black homeless man let me change his life
1: yeah so i'll just disagree hard on like not necessarily the white savior stuff i mean i'll disagree that i don't really consider jews as white people just because like actual white supremacists don't consider jews as white people but i'll say that i don't think that alex's motive was altruistic enough to be any way considered savior because the entire movie and like the point of his character is he's like super self-centered and doesn't care who he hurts with his self-centered behavior Like, I don't think that he even has the empathetic nature to realize that Lamont is like, needs his help because he's so focused on like, I want to play basketball and I want to be good at basketball. And I, it's the rest of my team needs to be better at basketball and they're the one who need the coach and, and I don't need to pass the ball to them because they're going to mess it up anyway. So I think that I like that. he's not altruistic enough for it to be him to be saving anyone. So he's not saving anyone. so there therefore it can't be a white savior story. Um, I think it it's it's I also think that for me, like growing up, I did I mean, I did have a lot of friends who who were black, and we felt very connected over like the history of our people and always being on the periphery of society, of having slavery as part of the history and as part of, like, the shared kind of, like, culture. Um, So I think I've always felt that connection. Um, I like to view the movie through that lens personally just because of my upbringing. Uh, So I think it's nice. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think for me, the white saviorism, I agree with you that I think it doesn't necessarily come from Alex as much as it comes from the adults around Alex and the way that they interact with Lamont um in a way of like it it just gave me some like iffy
1: feelings there again and- i disagree i don't think that the adults were trying to help lamont i think they were trying to help alex which sucks because it should right. it, the but movie I, would I be better if, if they were trying to help lamont
2: but i do think that like you don't have to be altruistic to have savior like tendons to like have your actions come across as being savior like mm-hmm. um and And I don't think that altruism excludes, like, not being altruistic excludes you from, like, falling into the trope. Like, because it is such a complex thing. And, you know, white saviorism has been around as long as white people have been. Um, And again, like, whether or not we view Jews as white is different from, you know, uh, a random non-Jewish 12 year old watching this movie is going to be like if you ask them is alex white they're probably going to say yes
1: yeah i just don't think that if you ask them did alex help lamont that they'll say yes interesting i think
0: they would say yes because like he did, did alex
1: get... help lamont or did lamont help himself
0: i i think alex helped him like get the living situation but but for himself,
1: because Lamont... he wanted Lamont to be his no,
0: coach. for sure. But I think both things can be true. Yeah, but... I,
2: I don't think anyone's saying that he did it selflessly. I think we're saying like a twelve-year-old would say, like any. I think many people would say that Alex did help Lamont, regardless of if that was his intention. Mm-hmm. And I, and yeah, I just think that like but like Felipe I said, think that my issue
1: for it. I'm going to say this and then I think we should move on, but I think my issue for it is that the white savior trope like in literature is built on the idea that the white person feels that they need to step in and help these like brown or aboriginal people because their superiority is from them being white, which I don't see present in the storytelling here. So that's why I don't think that it really fits into the trope as well as some other... Even i do D-coms think that the movie do. is
2: harmed in this way by ha- by movies like the blind side and stories of like inspiration porn really becoming especially yeah like, but right i there. think that like if no, you saying, watched like, this
1: movie yeah. before the blind that's side, what i'm saying it wouldn't even that, come into it that's
2: exactly what i'm saying is like yeah because of the popularity of like inspiration porn like stories like ruling the media now that we have you know not only a 24-hour news cycle but we're always on the internet and we're always watching like hopefully happy things, but probably not. Um, Like, now it's hard not to view it through that lens for me, especially since in the world of social work, I know many people who act as, as white saviors, both intentionally and unintentionally, both selfishly and selflessly. So for me, it's like one of those things of like, now that I'm an adult and have had the experiences that I've had, including all of the media that portrays this from a different angle, it's hard to not look at this movie in retrospect and be like, this feels very similar to all of the other stories, both real and fictional, that I know.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um, not a hard transition, but... Anyway, uh, back to the fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex again, like, gets to see C C-minus in history. Um, and he leaves it poking out of his uh, backpack and his mom sees it at home. Such a like,
2: rookie move. Yeah.
0: Bruh. Like, you know
2: your mom's a doctor.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I feel like he was, like, better at school than, like, I feel like there should have been, like, more, like, small beats in the, throughout the movie. Like, because he was, like, pulling out history facts throughout the movie. like. Was, yeah, like, they said
1: also- earlier, like, oh, you're always getting bees. But, like, the test he failed was about Hanukkah, a story he's learned heard his learned three facts entire about Hanukkah.
2: Life how could like, you get a c minus
1: i think like any person who's heard a story about hanukkah once could pass this test like there's no way that it's that difficult
0: but apparently for alex he was too busy thinking about basketball and she intervenes tells mrs klein and then the rabbi's like okay i'll handle it and right before the first game of the season lamont suspends he's like come on dogs that's like they're all barking he's like and now we have to show up for our teammates and Today, we're going to show up for Alex because he cannot play today be- until his grades get better. And then we go to commercial break. Yeah. Um, and he's like, then we go to the basketball game, and Alex is sitting there with Julie, and he's like sniping at her. He's like, this is so stupid. Like, you wouldn't get it, basically. And she like leaves. And then at the end, she forgives him for like, what? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's like, Julie was done disservice throughout this movie. Um, but lamont rallies the guys without alex at practice and they're they're doing uh they're at practice and mrs klein watches in horror because she's like big ben what are you you're the butt you're the butt of the game like and because you're the rebound you gotta butt it out and like mrs klein was definitely watching and she was like oh my god thinking racist thoughts for sure that's in that moment she was like "Mm, i don't like this this
1: I don't even know if it was racist thoughts, but just like you're being just, way like, over over sensitive very, and dramatic about this. Yeah.
0: She was very uppity in that scene. I was like, Yeah. Come on, Mrs. Klein, you were the one spinning the basketball in the first scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I would have lo- I love. I would like the spin-off of Mrs. Klein joining the WNBA.
1: I don't want to see any more of her than I had to.
2: Yeah, I knew uh, I know too many Mrs. Kleins in real life. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Triggering yeah. for me. Both so real
0: got-
2: Mrs. Kleins and people like her. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So the guys no, then show up at Alex's. Yeah, the, the guys show up at Alex's house and they're like, "Okay, practice using basketball, like as muscle memory." And then he goes to take the test. And he's like, "Rabbi, can I play invisible basketball as I take the test?" And he's like, "Sure." Whatever. And this is
2: a very Jewish thing. Um. Actually, I pulled up some Jewish texts. Um. It's very Jewish to teach someone according to the way that they learn. Um. There is one uh text that talks about a rabbi who had to repeat a lesson for his student 400 times before he understood it um and that's just part of the story it goes on to talk about my question is yeah
0: was hannah montana a jewish icon for doing the bone dance
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah. train a youth even in his own way he will not swerve from it even in old age is another one
0: the doing the bone dance for those playing brazilian Stop. dragon bingo uh you no. can mark off felipe singing on the podcast oh my Squire. god
1: we didn't uh, even get to that banging dreidel song yet oh
0: that song was a bop i'm so excited a bop um, and a half a it's like that the whole, it's
2: like it's like dig it from holes but about dreidels
1: <laughs> oh another great movie
0: uh i Put should be about that yeah um,
2: stanley yell Not stan
0: uh but Shia LaBeouf is not fun to talk about. Not a okay, not character. No, I know. Um but then so Alex gets a B plus on the test and he's welcome back. And the guys are grooving, um, and they're practicing well, and then Lamont's like, Okay, hit the showers, I have plans with a friend. He practices with a friend and he's given ten days with the sisters and he says, Guys, this is my last practice. I'm piecing out to go play the sisters and Alex is big mad and he's like yo, you're fucking selfish, Lamont. He doesn't say it in those words. Um, he's like, you're selfish. No, Lamont says he's selfish. And then Alex is like, uh, you're not helping me win, blah, blah, blah. And Lamont says, you're being selfish, Alex. And then Alex is like, you're the one who's selfish. You don't even live with your family, basically. Um, And this it's was so like, my, I was like, Alex, this was like the most white savior moment of it. Like, he's like very selfish. And he's like, I did this for you. And like, this is like, because it doesn't feel in line with the rest of the alex character that we got like we know that he was selfish but like of all people he was the one that was like lamont like i want you to pursue your dream because you also understand my dream and like i felt like this was a little like out of character it made sense for like a 14 year old boy but for like he I...
1: felt totally in character because i think alex from the beginning is very self-centered
0: yeah but i person. feel like he could have been more understanding based on what we were given like we were set of up of course for- yeah like also, I was not, it was kind of like they a he established
1: turn. this deal at the beginning like yeah. he knew it was temporary he should be excited that his friend is playing for the 76ers like that should be an exciting thing
0: yes but
2: he no, now has no. an aid to the NBA
1: yeah
0: right if anything, even if he's
2: being selfish it's good to be thinking like proud Nepotism.
0: of him <laughs> I'm kidding uh yeah like uh, so yeah, so Lamont uh, leaves, and then Alice is like, "Okay, I'm basically the coach, uh, but with the assistance of the algebra teacher who was sleeping through the first game of the of the movie." <laughs> um, spoilers for my dropkick award. The algebra teacher.
1: No, he saves the day. What are you talking no, about? No, he
0: doesn't save the day. He gives the other team a win. Like he like. Okay, we'll no, get No, we'll he get saves them. the day. So yeah, he figures so. out
1: the math.
0: Tony is playing with the dreidel.
1: Yeah, she just
2: pushed it around the table and flipped it over a couple times. It was very cute.
0: (laughs) We love it. I can't wait for the cat mitzvah. Um,
2: Cat
1: mitzvah.
0: So, uh, yeah, so Alex tells his mom, uh, so they make the finals, and then he goes to the hospital to celebrate to see his mom, uh, and he's like, listen, mom, I know I'm very unlikely to play basketball in the NBA, but I love this sport, and I wish you supported me. Um, and she's like, oh, I just want what's best for you. I don't want you to get hurt, basically. And they make up. Um, basically. So that's that's the end of that plot line. Um, Lamont calls his family, and there are storm warnings all over Philadelphia. Um, and then this is where we get to the climax of the movie. So the Warriors are 18 points ahead of the Lions in the finals. Um, and then the power goes out. And Mom is like, okay, I'll drive Julie to the game, but then I'm going to go stop at the Sixers game. And the basketball player tells her to let Alex dream big because she's like, what would you tell this 14-year-old Jewish kid who's like five feet tall who wants to play in the NBA? And he's like, I say, keep dreaming, kid.
2: Sign that kid up. Yeah. That's my Jeff Rose she,
0: she, She's like, oh, can I get an autograph for my son? And she's like, sure. And then he she um, goes to find Lamont and she helps him fix his van and she stares at the lightning optimistically. That's what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> um she so is She basically implies to the that this is the
2: work of God bringing yeah. this yeah. together, because exactly. she wasn't sure if she would be able to find Lamont, and she turns around, and there he is with a broken car. Yeah. And Lamont's like, maybe this just wasn't meant to be. Maybe I just wasn't meant to get to the airport. And then she goes, or maybe it was. And she yeah. goes the sky.
0: Yeah, so she's going to drive Lamont to the school and then go pick up his family at the airport. But we get, so the power's out, and then the lions and the warriors agree that whoever is winning when the generator dies is going to win the tournament no matter how much time is left on the clock. And so they agree with that. And the Lions start playing, there's pressure on, and then the algebra teacher calculates how much time they have left, comes into the game, calls a timeout, tells the whole auditorium how much time they have left, and then the other team takes a timeout to like stall for time. Like This man does not care about the happiness of those children.
1: He cares about the math. Like, every math teacher I've ever had.
0: This man does not respect them in his shows. Yep. Yeah. Um, like, so, every math
1: teacher I've ever like had. Like, every math teacher I've ever had.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was very upset. Also, this is probably the part of the movie that was, like, the least, didn't work the least. Because the editing in this moment was, Oh, like, yeah. You so know it's wild. low
2: budget.
0: They, it was so blurry. They could have just, like, had them play basketball and then, like, cut it. Like, no. But they, like, were trying to, like, do these weird editing tricks. And it was, like, mm. Oh, like when they
1: 1st i I wrote it down when they first like showed up for the final game, and it's like the two teams are facing off, and it's like all like posterized, like 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 an Instagram filter. I was like, "Wow, this movie is in a time and a place right now." Also,
0: I forgot to mention the "Spin You Like a Dreidel" song by Soul Survivor, and it. Oh, uh, you found uh, it. No, I know the name of the song. I couldn't find a full version
1: anywhere. I can only find like the clip from the movie.
0: Well, yeah, and it's like six it. bad audio too.
1: Oh dang, that should be the outro, the outro. That's music. what I
2: wanted the
0: outro. So if anyone can get me a clean version that's like good audio, I would love to use it. Uh, I would just Sarah use it and I will version.
2: contact all our Jewish musician friends.
0: Yes, please.
2: I have zero. Okay. I have a non-Jewish have musician friend.
0: Shout out to Paul Koch.
1: I yeah, do have, have a friend who
2: uh, who affi- who helped officiate um, Gabby Gifford's bat mitzvah this weekend.
1: Oh, that's very nice.
2: But, oh, well, she is a musician.
1: I will ask. her. So I so I made a note of it um, in my notes like, earlier in the movie, and this was my first time catching it in this entire movie um, in all of my rewatches. But there's a part where Lamont is training the kids in basketball. They're playing at – it's after he it becomes, like, the coach, like the official coach. They're playing at the yeshiva, and one of the kids, like, throws the ball and it, like, rolls back and hits the generator in the back with the basketball. And my question is, is that basketball rolling back and hitting the reason that the generator gets messed up and continues even after the time runs out?
0: Jay? Yeah? What's your thoughts? That was going to you first.
2: I got distracted by a cat. Oh. <laughs> You guys I think I think ones. it's
0: possible. I, I think maybe the basketball was the miracle, not the lightning.
2: I think go. this could be two miracles, which in itself is a miracle. Because how yeah. often do you get two miracles? A rabbi might say every day.
1: <laughs> a well adjusted person certainly
2: would say every day. Yeah. Well, that's not me. <laughs> no, I've been called a lot of things in life, but never a well adjusted person.
1: Same. Relatable.
0: But yeah, so the generator pow- powers on while the Warriors stall to the timeout. Uh, and th- they all look up, in the Lamont's in the wings. And he's like, okay, come on, team. They play on. The Lions catch up. And the mom shows up just in time. And Alex passes the ball to blowing like the, the hook shot
1: I mentioned. Yeah.
0: yeah. And he passes the ball. And who does the hook shot? Is it TJ? No.
1: Not TJ. It's not Big Ben. No. It's no. Like, it's like. It's, it's the not, other it, one it, is it Goldstein? Sticks? yeah goldstein i think yeah.
0: yeah so he does the hook shot it lands and they win um my question is where did Le- Mo- the mom put lamont's family like why didn't they come with her like, no no i this- think
1: they were they were in the crowd they just like came like probably oh, okay. came down later um yeah. i, I came from the airport yeah, but yeah the mom picked them up.
0: Draw, drove them to the air from the airport So I was like, why didn't they all walk in at the same time?
1: So I have a memory of this movie, and I don't know if it's, like, I dreamed this, but I remembered them fighting after the final, like, lights went off when they pointed at the screen because, like, the sparks around the... Yeah, um, no, no, I... I remember them fighting, but, like, he was pointing at the screen and saying, like, no, it still says we won 60 by 59, um... And, like, there was, like, another few minutes of action where they're fighting and, like, resolving, like, who won and going back to, like, the rules, like, as stated. Um, but that was not in this movie. It. Do you remember that?
2: I remember that distinctly. And Disney yeah. Plus does stuff like this where, like, in Lilo and Stitch, there was, like, an unsafe, like, scene where, like, Lilo, like, like puts something in in the oven or hides in the oven or something and oh, they replace yeah. it like a pizza box instead of the oven door. Like Disney Plus does a lot of weird maybe they
1: just had a time limit. Maybe they were why? like, why it's no, a streaming
0: service.
2: Yeah. I don't
1: know. Disney I don't know why Plus, they cut it, but I remember they like I was ready for thing. it because I was ready to talk about it. And then it wasn't there. I was like, I have a whole new thing to talk about.
2: Yeah. It's like uh the original 1964 rudolph movie had a different song than the one that is like on the claymation one than the claymation version that's on tv nowadays they replaced the song to be the song the misfit song but it wasn't always the misfit song it used to be like a fame and fortune song so like and there's like no reason to change it but like i guess like maybe they were like this, this makes the movie feel too long. Or maybe they were like, we don't need to show them fighting. They need to be... Yeah, everyone it, needs to be... it was the
1: correct choice because you, like, break up the celebration, basically, to have this argument and then celebrate again. Right, so it yeah, just, yeah. Like, it is the right, maybe like, for continuity, the they were just me. like... Yeah. It was just uh, weird. It was so jarring for me to, like, not see it. Like that. For sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't even know that. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so uh then the lions win the, they celebrate mom is like yeah and i brought lamont's family um and lamont is like yeah i'll become your full-time coach because i think my basketball career is over my knees are busted um the family shows up and then they all play basketball outside uh alice's apartment with the mom the dad julie and lamont's family um, and i cry and the, every time and lamont um yeah, and then that's the movie. Uh, we also didn't mention that there were... Oh, no, there's
1: also, like, a beautiful... Uh, the rabbi, like, retells the story. Or, like, kind of, like, about Hanukkah and about light. Like, kind of overplayed over yeah, the playing over. basketball. Um, yeah. I have it, if I can read it.
0: Yes, uh, yeah, read it. And then I'll bring up the the other thing that I want to bring Excellent.
1: up. So. And so it says... And so each year, when the days grow short and night threatens to overwhelm, we light the menorah to remember the courage of the Maccabees, but even more to celebrate the light that miraculously burned for eight days, the light that continues to deliver us from darkness, to illuminate our dreams, to turn strangers into friends and to shine as a beacon of hope to all the world, which I just think is so beautiful and makes me so emotional. And like one of the things about Hanukkah is you light, so you light candles for eight nights and every night you add another candle so you start with one two three and like you're lighting all of these candles to like increase the light in the world and just like really felt that it tied together like the themes of hanukkah into this movie that was also for some reason inexplicably about basketball (laughs) yeah
0: yeah Um, The one thing that I wanted to mention is, like, they had a, like, and this was very Luck of the Irish as well, like, the cutscenes to, like, the court, but it was, like, ancient times, and it was just, like, uh, like, Judah Maccabee and uh, in, like, robes. Um, So, like, what do we think of that choice, like, throughout a couple times in this movie?
2: I think they should have done it more for continuity's sake. And I did have a question in my notes, which was, if you had to choose uncomfortable Common wear uh, to play basketball in. What would you wear it in? And I chose a hoop skirt. Because they they
1: hoop. so often were wearing their full jackets playing right. basketball. Oh, makes no sense. Like it's just outfits... a letterman
2: jacket, and it's like for why? Mm. Also, you're a freshman. Like
0: they looked so uncomfortable, like yes. running in like the jackets and like the like the snow pants. One kid was wearing like like I know they were outside. Vinny, Vinny was yeah. running in snow pants yeah um anyways we should get into some of our our wrap-up segments so first things first uh how would you rate this movie your first viewing Uh, zero to five stars and how would you rate it now um jay let's start with you
2: i think when i was younger i probably would have given it five stars for representation alone like forget anything else like just the fact that it was like so jewish
1: so uh, jewish like
2: almost too jewish almost too jewish if it was written by a non-jew uh, but it wasn't so that's why i would have given it a five i think now i'd probably as much as i love to complain another jewish value um <laughs> value it is it's it's a mida mida it's one of our midot um i probably will give it a
0: 4.5 yeah that's my score as well. Like, I, I don't think it's a perfect movie. There are definitely flaws. Like, the editing thing at the end really bothered me. Um, and, uh, like, there were, like, at times some parts that I didn't love, like, especially with Mrs. Klein tailing uh, tailing uh, Lamont. But, I, like I said, I was buzzing watching this movie last night. I was like, I told Sarah I was going to watch half, and then I was going to go to bed. I did not. I watched the whole movie, and then I literally had a dream about Alex and uh, Lamont and basketball so like the movie it's was just, living- it's, it's just so a good.
1: sweet movie it's just yeah. sweet
0: 100 percent the best non-musical decom i have watched on the brazilian dragon podcast um and it's not close like get a clue ultimate christmas present all the halloween towns are not as good as this movie and uh like the halloween towns i know sarah pushed back on but i think legitimately like i had really enjoyed my experience watching this movie. So Ironically, the two,
1: the two movies I watch, the two DCOMs I watch regularly and the most, right? Like yeah. Halloween Town every year. This year watched all four Halloween Towns. And Full Court Miracle I watch every year. So it's yeah. like these two movies that I think are great. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I'd say Full Court Miracle is like a little bit better just because like it's shorter. It's tighter. Makes well, it Halloween Town is shorter
0: than this movie.
1: Uh, yeah. I, the first one is but if you're watching Halloween Town and only watching the first one, you are watching Halloween Town wrong. So, fair That is a fact. Yeah. But if you're um,
2: watching Halloween Town and watching the last one, you're
1: also doing Yeah, it wrong. no, no one should yep. watch that one. I watched it this year, so you don't have to.
0: Uh, well, Kate and I will do it next year, of course, because <laughs> we have to. But um, I will have to unfortunately say this is not the best basketball decom. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's High School Musical. Of course. Like, no,
2: High School Musical too. Is there
0: basketball in High School Musical too? Even if, even
2: if there isn't, they are basketball players. Yeah. And they yes. probably discuss basketball.
0: Well, yeah, there are definitely some basketball scenes in High School Musical too. But yeah, and then lastly, uh, who is our MVP of this movie and who is our LVP? For me, I'll start with the LVP, the algebra teacher, giving the other team such an advantage at the end, really grinding my gears. Like, there were some other contenders, client header moments. The mom had her moments. But overall, I feel like they all they, all of those characters had redeeming qualities that, throughout the movie. The basketball game was interrupted by this dumbass algebra teacher who literally gave the advantage to the other team. And that really grinds my gears. Tell he us how you LVP. really
1: feel about algebra, Felipe.
0: Oh, actually, algebra is the only math I liked.
1: <laughs> really? I hated algebra.
0: I hated geometry. I hated calculus. I hated stats. I liked algebra.
2: How could you hate stats? You just use a calculator and it's done.
0: No, because my professor sucked. And I needed to take it for my major. And I don't know why.
2: My stats class was basically like an intro to computer coding class.
0: Shout out to Angel, who we became friends because we were struggling through the stats class together. And now we're like very close. Like four and a half years later, even though we barely saw each other throughout the rest of our college career. But now she lives out here and we hang out a lot.
2: See... I think the algebra teacher can't get my LVP because, like, he likes something and he fully leans into it. And, like, if that's your flaw, that you're too into math and you don't like sports,
1: he like, was so funny. I agree. Like, every like, time I, he would be yeah. like, Did I mention I teach algebra? I just died laughing. So funny. Right.
2: Like, I was like, That is every old Jewish man I know. Not for math, but for something. Um, and then, Whoever made this stupid deal, whichever one of the Warriors was like, yeah, when the time runs out, or when the generator runs out, no matter how much time it is the left. coach, like, that's...
1: I think. Oh,
2: well, the coach it's... sucked. I hated it. Well, him that too. was a stupid deal to make. It only benefited them, and they knew it. They should have said, and,
1: no, and we gotta get home. There's a storm.
2: Right. Or, like, I don't know. It, it just, it made me very... I'm sorry, Vinny. I got too upset. My cat had to leave. Um, <laughs> but... I find that him to be more offensive because he was making a deal that only interested himself. And if we learned anything in that movie, that is the kind of person you should not be. That is not mensch behavior.
0: <laughs> Pop-pop. You a have mensch, every right I'm to do bench. with your LVP point, what you choose to do. And I choose to hate on that algebra teacher. Um, Sarah, what about you? Who gets your LVP?
1: Uh, My LVP is Mrs. Klein for triggering me throughout the entire movie (laughs) about all the Mrs. Kleins I've known in my entire life.
0: Love that. And then Sarah, let's go with the reverse order. Who gets your MVP?
1: MVP. I think my MVP goes to, I'm going to say, oh, this is tough because I really feel like everyone's pretty. Um, I think I got the most, I usually go by laughs. I think I got the most laughs from Big Ben. Um, Uh Yeah. Pretty much every, every line they gave him was great. So I'll say that he gets my MVP.
0: Sounds good. Jay, who gets your MVP?
1: A close
2: second place for me would be the kid who was so into math that he was willing to forfeit the game to learn how...
1: Also, that you know, was Big Ben.
2: Oh, okay. So Big Ben gets second place because he was just so passionate about like wanting to learn math. And I was like, you know, good for you. But for me, the true MVP is someone who can not only make me laugh, have terrible jokes but also believes in their child's dreams and so is the father yeah for supporting his child yeah, and was being my funny while doing it
0: no like that. that was one of the things that i love he was like telling his wife like yeah you can put all the pressure on him in the world but you also have to let a kid be a kid
1: like he's like, 14 let the kid play ball Yeah, yeah it doesn't do anything to let him dream for a few more years but it does everything to kill his dreams. Like I think that also
2: he didn't get a C minus on like a math test. He got it on Jewish history. So he won't be a rabbi. <laughs> he could still be a doctor.
1: He probably needs th- need that class to pass like school though.
2: Sure. And is that gonna impact his ability to do well in undergrad to then go into med school?
1: I mean I don't know. You know, you know person... what they call the person who graduates last day out of med school? A doctor. A doctor. Because they still graduate. Mm-hmm. And C's get degrees, baby. That's it. That so ever, but it's C true. minus but I don't think does get a degree.
0: Yeah. Um, in terms of me, I was between the two stars of the movie, Alex and Lamont. And Lamont, I think, is just like he had no bit he had no business needing to help these kids. This kid was harassing him on the playground, like being like, Coach my my team. He's like, Leave me the fuck alone. He could have been yeah. like that. But he stepped up, he got these kids these wins. He was such a great, like, role model to these kids. And I I do, like, he stepped into this world that he knew nothing about, especially, like, as a black man, like, in this, like, all-white society. Like, he, like, put himself out there. And I just, we love Lamont in this house. And rest in peace, the legend. And also, shout out to Alex, because I do, like, I think the two of them, like, I think if they weren't, the actors weren't as good as they were, this movie would not have been as good as it was. Yeah. I think, they, I think like, that, agree. like,
1: the decom lives and dies by its child actor.
0: And, yeah, and also the story, like, because Get a Clue is not I a good story a in
2: Yeah,
0: I'm still mad at my parents for never making me a child after, like. Felipe, they...
2: I'm not, because if they did, I might not have met you. Oh,
0: okay, that's fair. But um, I was, I did crush it on the PBS commercials when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, do we have any final thoughts on this movie? And also a hashtag before we do plugs. Like a hashtag for people who got to the end of this podcast.
1: Um, I wish I had something clever. Hashtag uh, spin ya like a my... dreidel. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: But spin spin ya YA like a dreidel.
1: Spin ya dreidel.
0: Spin ya dreidel.
1: Love, love it. My dogs. <laughs> um, my final thoughts on this movie are I really think that everyone should watch it. I think that it's, yeah. it's a movie that Barely Mr. anyone Sarah, has seen. I'm
0: pulling up to your your place and we're going to watch it together.
1: I'm ready. Actually, Elle watched the move the whole movie with me. Um she got a bit antsy around the hour mark where she like got up and like walked around, but then she like picked up a ball and was like play basketball and was like throwing the ball in the air. It was very sweet. Um and then at the end of the movie, she wanted to watch something else and and Normally, if she's like, we, we, I put on something and she doesn't want to watch it, she says, don't like it. So that'll put on something else. So we got to the end of the movie and she said, don't like it, uh, like, indicating that the movie had ended and she did not like it. Oh, That's so sweet. Yeah. It was cute. The I think clean. my
2: last thoughts are pretty similar to Sarah's. I think especially if you're not Jewish, you should watch this movie. And I want to talk Hanukkah with you. Yeah. Want to it really, talk-
1: truly does explain the story of Hanukkah well.
2: Yeah, it, it really does. I will say the miracle of Hanukkah in this movie is that it takes basically eight in-movie days to explain the story of Hanukkah, and yet he gets a C- minus on the test. But you know what? He, he passes in the end, and I'm sure all of you would pass the first time around if you just watched this movie and then told me the story of Hanukkah. I'm sure you'd pass with flying colors. So please watch this movie. I know we did a... Long podcast about it. It doesn't even do it justice. It's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: I highly recommend it. Like the only question we got was from one Felipe and said, Why did it take you twenty-four years to watch this great movie, Felipe? Uh, and like what a tragedy. And I I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait until next time to rewatch it. Um you could watch yeah,
2: it for the next six days.
0: I could, yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, so let's start winding things down. Jay, where can people keep up with you?
2: that is a great question. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at J J A Y M A N J I underscore. Um, it's like Jumanji, but my name, um, yeah. or you could follow my cats on Twitter at my kitty Vinny, uh, spelled V I N N I E or the Santini. And that is right. Uh, my cat has the Santini and Santini from Survivor South Africa does not.
0: What is Santini from Survivor South Africa? Stand? Is it like at Santini or?
2: No, I think hers is like, I'll pull it up. We'll get back
0: to yeah. it. And Jay, before before we go to Sarah, do you have a pop culture plug that you want people to check out? Oh. Something like music, TV, movies that you everyone should be watching that you love right now?
2: Um, I've been watching a lot of Survivor, survivor 41
0: survivor south africa
1: season eight is that a, your pop- survivor south
2: africa? africa season eight everyone should watch and watch it again and coming to
1: paramount person. plus so no excuse
2: yeah you have no excuse unless you're me who doesn't have paramount plus in which case if you do have it you should share it with me no you can from trial survivor south africa season eights twitter is santony but with an i at, with an e at the end of her name
0: okay we love to see it but Anyway, Sarah, where can people keep up with you if you want them to keep up with you? Otherwise, you have a pop culture plug.
1: Yeah, no one follow me on Twitter. Don't look for me online. Embarrassing. Um, Come become a patron at the the Discord level for post-show recaps if you want to talk more random movies with me. Um, My pop culture plug... um, I'll say that I'll have two, a normal one and a weird one. I just watched Love Hard on Netflix, expecting to hate it. Um, Surprisingly loved it. Um, Had a lot of thoughts and feelings about it that I wrote into a letterbox review. Uh, And then I'll also say to tell people to watch uh, the other two on HBO Max. Uh, Really funny, kind of like, Shit's creek vibe i think it's like an excellent sitcom that everyone should watch
2: yeah uh, raising jay.
1: yes yes jay question i
2: found my pop culture moment oh, um yes. i lied early in this podcast when uh felipe asked me for my opinion about the basketball hitting the generator and i was like oh i got distracted by my cat um i checked twitter and got distracted by the survivor c shanty
1: stop um, i also did oh and let me tell
2: you that's it the dragons dead on arrival. Who are they? We don't I need
1: know. need this podcast to end so I could watch it. Thank you. Okay. It's
2: incredible. Um, I this would be like the fourth time that I've seen it in like today uh, or heard it, but like I was not listening to it while I was podcasting. So everyone should go watch that. If you need a link, DM me Jmonji underscore on Twitter.
0: Yes, and then for me, uh, in terms of what we have coming up, uh what you're doing. We'll be back one more time this year. Uh, we'll do the musical episode. Um, and then, uh, uh, I'm also going to be on Posture Recaps Movies, talking about Encanto, which is my pop culture plug. I go see it, support Latin movies as well as all kinds of representative, uh, representative movies. Um, and then, uh, yeah, also just, uh, in whatever order I choose this podcast that you're listening to now was the first to drop of the other ones that I have already recorded cloudy with the chance of meatballs at the nail movies with Navi and uh ultimate Christmas present with Mark. So this is the first show here, but those are coming into your feed soon. Um, and more fun content in 2022 is around the corner. Plus maybe one more nail movies before we wrap up the year. Um, if you like what you're listening to, please go to Apple Podcasts, give it five stars, send a review for both this and what you're doing. It would mean a lot to me because podcasting is my passion. I love to talk and lock and jam and break. Um, to paraphrase Stop, another best movie,
2: <laughs>
0: it's just it's just t- Gavin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I love podcasting. So please, it would mean a lot to me if you did that. Um, and then yeah, all the social media Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter instagram and tiktok and then what the fleep on twitter uh for my main and tiktok too if you want to follow me there um no navi did not get her twitter back she has an alternate at navi k ball go follow her and say that jay sent you <laughs> um but yeah with all that said also one last thing if you could get me a copy of Like a driddle i would like that song okay. thank you <laughs> um with all that said happy hanukkah hashtag driddle and bye everyone. That's enough. That's enough. Oh yes, a one of our hats. Uh, huh? uh, Here Take one of these.
1: In case you get too far behind you
2: can is correct gonna to
1: Each year, when the days grow short and night threatens to overwhelm, we light the menorah to remember the courage of the Maccabees, but even more, to celebrate the light that miraculously burned for eight days, the light that continues to deliver us from darkness, to illuminate our dreams, to turn strangers into friends, and to shine as a beacon of hope to all the world.